2: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. Tiger beat rider for the commercial appeal which is the most compelling and ever turning roller coaster beat there is in America, no doubt. especially if you're living it like Jason is every day. Jason, how are you, man? I am good and uh, no truer words have ever been spoken, I'm afraid. I mean I <laughs> I think about your job literally like a roller coaster because yep. the the, in the time you've been on the beat which how long is it now? I mean, it's it's quite a lineage of beat writers in that uh, organization.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in my fifth season. Oh so, wow! Uh, it's it's I, I I missed the first. I mean, I was at the CA when when uh, when for Penny's first season, but I was not on the beat until his second. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's season five for me. Um, at the uh, as the tiger beat writer
2: so jason Muns for the commercial appeal you need to subscribe to the commercial appeal he's also on that usa today network when he writes for example he'll write a column about vanderbilt and i'm assuming they'll publish that in nashville as you have vandy fans there as well and uh looking at the preview boy you built this thing up like uh, no tomorrow because it looks like a dud on paper after uh three ranked wins in a row and i think when cbs decided to make this game on saturday at fedex Forum a national game uh we didn't think stackhouse's team would be this bad right
1: yeah, no, I mean he was bringing back Tyron Lawrence and Ezra Mannion and um you know, he he, he they did you know, Vander, Vanderbilt was a was a quality team last season and you know, then you look up and now they're what four, I think they're 4 and 7 yep. and somewhere in the 200s maybe or the, the low 100s in in the net. So, um yeah, it's it's definitely uh, not what people thought it would be. Um, but alas, uh, you know, Penny, Penny, uh, did his best to sell it after the, after the Virginia win the other night. He said, we're going to prepare as hard for Vanderbilt as we've, you know, as hard as we've prepared for any team this season. So, uh, I just tried to match his energy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a smart
2: move to, uh, to, I mean, and, and honestly, if you're, if you're Penny, this is finally not a, not a break or a breather because it's an SEC opponent, but. If you go on at three o'clock on Saturday and you beat the hell out of Vanderbilt on CBS, I mean that—that's. I don't care if it's a it's a, a two hundred level Ken Palm team. It's sort of yep. like what uh, UNLV beating Creighton the other day is memorable because you see that on television if you're out west. But this one will be on CBS. I would think, you know, you probably want to do some damage to Vanderbilt even though they're down
1: this year. Yep. Even though you're right. Even despite the fact that they are. Uh, that Vanderbilt has not uh, has not played very well this season. I think their best win is UNC Greensboro, which you know I think I'm, I'm almost positive Greensboro is the team that beat Arkansas earlier this yep. season to yep. kind of put them on the map. But um, but you know if that's your best win, it's it's been a struggle. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It's not it's not part of the gauntlet that um, you know is so has been so well documented that that Memphis has gone through this season with. Michigan, Arkansas, you could even throw Missouri in there because going into that game, everybody thought that it, you know, the, the assumption was that was going to be another tough game, and it was a tough game, but um, Missouri's kind of fallen off a cliff too. But, you know, then you, you know, you're you talking about Texas A&M and uh, yeah. Clemson and Virginia. It, it's it's not part of that gauntlet necessarily, but as you said, to your point, it's if, if you do go out on CBS proper and – you know, do what blast this team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you do anything close to what you did to Virginia on CBS two days before Christmas, then, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean people have already started to take notice of Penny and what he's doing and, and of these tigers, but yep. it's only going to ramp it up even more if they take care of business, business yeah, I the mean, way they're
2: supposed it, to. It's it, it's it's created, and Jeff pointed this out this morning. It's created this wave of take Smiths re, rethinking their Penny can't coach stuff. That is the big narrative. All of a sudden, the Tigers have a team that can actually shoot, which was a big thing uh, for so many years. It was always the the sort of the narrative of the street ball team, you know, the AAU renegade squad, and now he's assembled a, a bunch of transfers. And I'll ask you about Naquan Tom. Tomlin cuz Penny is the is the wizard of the portal if there ever were one um who's cuz he's he's adding Naquan Tomlin now to the mix and not because of the Jordan Brown illness but in spite of or in addition to the Jordan da- Brown weirdness so I'll throw all those grenades out there and let you uh, sort of riff uh, I'll let you start with sort of the job that Penny has done uh, all the national pundits sort of
1: weighing in and then where this roster goes Yeah it is funny and it's not just on the it's not just on the talking head. It's also on the fans like to, cause I have been uh, on the beat now for five seasons. I've, I've been exposed to a lot of the, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the comedians that uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the one, you know, the would be comedians that, <laughs> that have taken a lot of shots at Penny over the years. And it is kind of interesting to sit back and kind of almost uh, bask in the silence so to speak, yeah. uh, from from those segments of the you know people who pay attention to college basketball because there's nothing to say. And I think, honestly, I think it turned um, last season when they beat Houston uh, on a neutral floor when Houston was number one in the country uh, to win the, the conference tournament championship and put them back in the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. They were going in anyway, but the, that was like an exclamation point. That was a way to sort of kick down the door. And get in um I think that's kind of when it started, and now uh yeah it, it, Penny's just done a fantastic job of uh you know everybody knew he was his ability to recruit is you know i don't i don't know if I want to say second to none because it's, yeah. it it ebbs and flows, but there are times when it is second to none, um but he has grown and matured and progressed as a coach as a you know the leader of a program it hasn't been it has not been a smooth sailing the entire way obviously he was suspended for the first three games of the season for a reason um you know he's taken his lumps uh, but he's but he's you know he's he's in a really really good spot um because <clears throat> excuse me largely because they are uh, hitting a bunch of three-pointers. They've had a couple of clunkers. I think uh, they struggled against Villanova. They struggled against um, Ole Miss. They certainly struggled against Clemson, shooting 15% from three in that game, um, yet they still won. I think that is just indicative, though, of what of how good this team is um, because they do so many other things well, and they're finally, you know, like it's it's the scary part is that all the good work they've done so far, nine and two, I think uh, ninth hardest uh, ninth in strength of schedule obviously in the top 25 now up to 23 or four in the net as of this morning um, or 25 it's 26 somewhere in there yeah um,
2: 26-ish yeah right at there mm-hmm. yeah
1: 25. Um, you know all that good Parrish
2: work. has him in the top 10 and is yeah. uh, 25 and one he's got him like a nine. I mean it's it, is this a top 10 team?
1: I think they've got top 10 talent, especially, yep. you know, you mentioned Naquan Tomlin. Now, if you add him to the mix, I think they certainly have top 10 talent. I mean, you know, like, let's see what they do. Can they, can they push, can they really push out now? Like, or is there going to be a slip up somewhere? You know what I mean? Like top 10 teams generally, generally don't have slip ups when you get to January, February, and March, uh, early March before the post season. So I think, you know, time's going to tell on that one. But, like, as far as top ten talent, they may be top – I mean, as far as talent on paper, right? Uh, they may be top five.
0: I was just going to ask you. With Naquan Tomlin. I was just going to ask you, do you think that yeah, they're, they're still being uh, somewhat uh, the stigma or something held against Penny in the sense that it took them a long time to get ranked this year? And then even when they got ranked, it was still just a 23. And obviously a win against Virginia. And then let's just assume they handle Vandy uh, – uh, are pretty well. Parish already has them at number eight in his top twenty-five As and one. Do you today? think wow. they're in like in, the, in you know the AP poll or whatever? Do you think they that it they can make that kind of jump now, You know with the other rankings or do you think people are still somewhat skeptical? Like we have to rank them because they keep winning, but we still are not believe. Yeah, yeah. No, I get your point, and and I mean I think part of that's going to
1: depend on you know what Saturday's game looks like. If they win by twenty-five, I could see them getting up to maybe somewhere around 12, 13, somewhere like that. Like that, that would be, I could, I don't know that I could see, you know, that many people uh, coming together and agreeing that they, that, you know, Memphis deserves after home wins over Virginia and Vanderbilt jumping 15 spots. Um, I, I, I tend to agree more with Gary's, Point of view on uh, where the Tigers should be ranked, Mm -hmm. Um, much more so than the group of people there. You guys know there were thirteen AP voters. Who didn't even have Memphis in there? We their back read list. the
2: list last week, and it was astounding. I think it was Monday. Jason and John read the whole list. They yeah. did. A, they basically yeah. did their Gary Parish pull attacks. I
0: miss. I miss him being able to do yeah. pull attacks, and it, and it's because he has to stop because of his stupid internet mob.
2: Oh you know, yeah, you it, get these clowns on there that are, jumps yeah. on him,
0: and then somebody's coaches is. It was a great Answer. bit. I mean, great Jason
2: and did like a radio version of that on Monday and they read the list that you're speaking about, Jason. We're talking to Jason mm-hmm. Munz, by the way, who's the Tiger beat writer. You should follow him on Twitter. Uh, Munz Lee is also the commercial appeal. Man, when it comes to Tigers, very good on this. And then he's got the preview over at the commercial appeal. Yeah, like, uh, it, it does feel like... The list that I heard Monday when Jason and John reeled it off was extensive and, and surprising people, too, like East Coast guys who are part of – and I, I think some of the Big East people, they sort of resent the Memphises of the world. I mean, all the Memphis fans, including me, who are really in the weeds, were watching that Creighton game last night because you get a team that – Villanova, who handled Memphis. And so you feel yep. good about that win because it's a road win for Villanova. It helps – it in fact, you'll probably see Villanova in the top 25. My point being, people just – it are hard to change with their biases, with the Penny stuff, with the Renegade program crap that I don't agree with. You know, it just seems like, and Penny said this on the air yet last week. We had him on on the show, and he said it. He's like, it just seems like no matter what they do, it's
1: always going to be a holdback. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, I get it. Part of it is with, with the whole AP Top 25 thing, is you do have dozens of people who each one has their own, you know, like methodology or, or, um, philosophy on how they fill out their ballots, you know, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like some people, some people change it week to week. Uh, some people, you know, try to take everything into account, but there are also some people who don't pay attention very closely to, to everything that needs to be paid attention to. And so, you know, I don't, I'm not here to, uh, uh sling arrows at anybody, but sure. at the same time, it, it, does kind of make you laugh when um you when you see uh, uh so far the body of work that memphis has put together and um and where they and where they fall in, in that uh in that pecking order but i do think that um go, going back to the original point uh you know i, I would be again you got to do it in an impressive way you got to do it you can't just go out and eke one out against vanderbilt especially in, inside fedex forum uh, you need to do it convincingly, but if you do, and then of course it you know part of it depends on how other teams in the top twenty five uh fare the rest of this week um some have already lost you mentioned creighton creighton 's already lost uh I'm trying to think there was there was u n l v and four. now
2: Villanova, yeah, and there was one before that I think they 've had a, a couple of bad losses
1: yeah, so I could easily see. Uh, Memphis making a significant, taking a significant step forward mm-hmm. if they do what they're supposed to do on Saturday.
2: Yep, we're talking to Jason Munz from the commercial appeal. Now I'll uh, get right to the Naquan Tomlin Jordan Brown thing. Um mm-hmm. Jordan Brown you don't see happening with this team. I mean do you think it's over?
1: I don't think it's over actually You I'm do not really? in the minority. Wow yeah, I think I'm in the minority on that. Like, I'm not saying it's not like I'm not saying it's definitely uh it's like he's definitely Gonna return um, at some point. I'm, I'm not saying that. Like he could very easily be done, but I'm not ready to say that because uh, you know, just conversations I've had, people I've talked to, it seems like the door is still open. Um, you it's know, never it's never over you're, with Penny. You're you're saying the golden rule with Penny there, Jason. It's never That's, over. Uh, that is part of it. Yes, a hundred percent. Like we know Penny Hardaway, right? Like you know, I mean, two years ago it was uh, Monty Bates leaving the team with a. <laughs> With a with a, a back. phantom back injury, yep. <laughs> and he comes back and and he's on the floor in the NCAA freaking tournament, right? Yeah. So like, uh, that was you know, wild, by the way. I mean, we was. we forget about that. Yeah, no, us not because it was wild. Yeah, but, crazy. Um, yeah, but so yeah, I I don't think it's over again. You know, I've talked to some people, and it and it does not seem like the door is closed. And Penny has said it. You know, kind of alluded to it uh after the Virginia game, he was asked about Jordan Brown. He said the door or what, forget you how know, he said it, um uh it was something. He didn't swallow. mention yeah, injury though, he got off the injury stuff. Or like sickness.
2: He, yeah, yeah, he got off the sickness stuff. Like he didn't reference he did. it that way. So we've
1: moved past he, that. Yep. He said we haven't turned the page, and that's yeah. that's the way he that's the way he put it, and I think that's accurate. So um it's now it's never the over Naquan Tomlin the Naquan Tomlin stuff yeah. might it might complicate that. I don't I don't I don't get that feeling though. I think these two, I think Jordan Brown and Naquan Tomlin are
0: separate issues. That's incredible. It really it is. is incredible. It's Only incredible. in Memphis in the movies, bro. I mean, you said this, now, I will say this. Yeah, yeah. I will I will say
1: this about Jordan Brown. If he had options, if he could transfer and continue playing like this season, I think it would be over. Uh but he, he can't. Um he would have to like just like go overseas to yeah. find somebody to, to you know that, overseas to pay him money but
2: I, um I'm I'm speculating yeah. when I bring this up on the radio and I want to be careful here. Um is NIL part of this thing that's going on with Jordan Brown? I've heard,
1: you know, I've heard people wonder aloud about that. Um I, I don't I don't see how it could I don't know for sure. Uh but I don't see how it couldn't be. Um and so, yeah, like uh, there—that has been a
2: market rumbling, as it were. I guess is the is, right. is the frame there. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't know the intricacies of that. Yep. Like all the ins and outs of what what you know what that entails, but uh, I, I would be just me personally, uh, like you, kind of speculating. I, yeah. I, I would be. Hard pressed to think that that's not at least part yeah. of the equation here.
0: Well, you do just wonder where is he going to go? Like if because he can't, like Kansas you said, State. he can't just transfer. <laughs> no, we just did a swap. We did a trade because <laughs> <laughs> he can't just transfer. Yeah. Hey, you want to so, come here? What's his benefit of leaving? Especially if an ILs evolve. I mean, what if he doesn't get it? If if there wasn't an IL deal and he had to be on the roster for the entire year, then he's benefiting by getting all of his money. Also, he can't transfer anywhere. anywhere so. By, but what does it benefit him not being with the team except that unless he's a cancer and they don't want him with the team i,
1: I would love to know the answers to all of his questions yeah. in fact to the point where i have i have reached out to jordan i've reached out to people uh close to him have not gotten a response so until, until they're willing to talk or, or, you know, whatever, then I think we just uh, we're left to wonder.
2: As an informant, I have a person who texted me, and this is not Memphis-related. Let me stress that. I'm not reporting on Memphis. This is not Memphis-related. What I have heard from collective friends who are in that, that business, not at Memphis, again, not reporting here, is that many of these deals, they're all over the place, right? And a lot of it is they don't get paid until the end of the season. Oh, okay, yeah. So... I'm not, again, not saying that's the situation here, but, you know, with people who have money and they they are in that world and they, they're boosters and they're, you know, COD or however that works, like, a lot of it is you're doing these collective deals, they're doing the charity work, they're doing the Instagram pictures and going through the season, you work, or there's a tr- or there's a trust, you know, and it goes into a fund, I, I, but I think it's the Wild Wild West right now because they don't have a standardization with some of this stuff, or, the, you know, they're just trying to do the NCAA paperwork part of it, but you know you've got different collectives the collectives are com- combining forces mm-hmm. and so it's the wild wild west now even more not just in memphis but all over the country when it comes to to basketball we are uh, talking to jason muns tigers beat writer commercial appeal we talked about uh, naquan tomlin jordan brown that that situation i'll lightly bring up mikey and and so you said that it's not totally totally off the realm of possibility on jordan how about mikey
1: i think it would be very difficult for him to be part of this team for a number of reasons. Uh first and foremost, he still is facing a felony charge. Um like that's just the that's the that's like fact. the literal cold hard truth. Um until August 12th of 2024, he is not eligible to be cleared of a felony charge. The other part of it is if he gets anything more than a speeding ticket between now and August twelfth, all nine of those felony counts come back. Oh. Okay? So like the whole plea deal is off the table if he gets much more than a speeding ticket. So I just don't see a scenario from that side of the from that side of the coin where the University of Memphis would be willing to jump through all those hoops just to bring him in for the last however long there's left in this season. The other part of it is we're talking about a true freshman who has not played a single minute of basketball above high school, hasn't played a single minute of basketball since February, uh, has never even met probably more than half of the players on this team and you're talking about, uh, you know, not you, but like, we're talking about a scenario of bringing that type of person, you know, bringing in a player like that midstream. This is not Naquan Tomlin. Naqu- Naquan Tomlin yeah. is 23 years old. He's played Division One basketball. He's been playing, uh, uh, you know, he played some Juco basketball. It's a four-year player a at Kansas
2: State. Yeah, I mean, he's a tournament player. Averaged 10 points a game, 27 minutes a game, right?
1: Yeah, so it's apples and oranges when you're talking yeah. about that, but... Um, you know, I, I just I don't see how it benefits the team. I don't see how it benefits Mikey Williams, frankly. Um, the other part of it is, what kind of message does that send to your locker room if you're willing to, if you're like, I, I need this uh, this player, yeah, like I I want this player, I need this player. He's the difference, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what does that say to your locker room? What does that say to somebody like Jalen Young, who's out mm. there? uh uh playing like giving you some really, really solid minutes off the bench um at a position that Mikey Williams plays, what would that say to him if you brought in Mikey Williams and like if, if, here's the deal if you bring in Mikey Williams you're bringing him in to play, you're not bringing him in to watch, so he would have to get somebody's minutes, and yeah, like I just know that if it was me inside that locker room and I play the same position as Mikey Williams i would be like, well what about me so uh, I thought we were
0: I thought we were fine. Yeah, So So, I I just, for those reasons, I don't, I don't see it happening. So based on, based on Penny's success this year, clearly it's success with transfer portal and older players. And I I, I, I'm with you that I think there's, it would be craziness to bring him in to this team this year, but let's just, let's just even go to next year. Like, is it, if you look at the success he's had with the transfer portal this year and having older players, it's, is Mike? Is the headache and the circus? Is he that good that it's worth all this?
1: It might be. I can't say that it. I can't say no to that. I, I don't know. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. I don't know as much as Penny and, and Rick Stansberry and everybody else. Like it, he might very well be. Um, he does have baggage. There's that. That a much. A lot of obvious. baggage. It's <laughs> a fair question. He, he does. Yeah. Um, and he's got some. You know, he's got some red flags. Uh, attached to him you know the the knock on him for a long time has been that he just doesn't play defense um you know he doesn't rebound Mm. he just he's in the grizzlies no (laughs) (laughs) well no i so but i can't say that he wouldn't be somebody you would want on your team next season i mean memphis is going to again lose quite a bit of you know quite a few players off this roster after this season and you know all those things considered the baggage the 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 you know reluctance to play defense at the high school level and so on and so forth um you know the celebrity and the aura and the you know all that comes with that and everything like despite all that most people agree he's a really 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 talented offensive player and you know like that's going to be something that uh Penny's gonna have to consider and, and Mikey's gonna have to consider it. Like it's not just up to Penny yeah. whether uh whether Mikey uh decides to come to Memphis um next season. I mean, you know, he may have things may change between now and next August. Uh and, and, and it may not be the best thing for him at that point. Like he may have something uh else that he wants to do and you know, who knows? But uh, you know, I, I think
0: uh I think it could be I think it could be worth it, worth the worth the risk uh, come next season. I mean, everybody is their own individual and every situation is different. But after after living through the Imani Bates uh, fiasco with the celebrity of Imani Bates leading into the year and how well that turned out, um, this is different baggage and arguably worse baggage. Um, but like, it just, you know, that's a it, that, similarly uh, elite talent offensively doesn't play defense or rebound. And uh, yep. de- and and then you get into playing against grown men, and it, it well, realize how much was, harder it is to score on grown men than it is high school kids. We
2: are also in the midst of being spoiled by David Jones. I mean, the truth it's is, way good. When you, you see a when you saw him play player, in that, that Dominican game, yeah. you thought, oh my god, I can't wait till he gets on roster. Yeah. And it has proven to be. I mean, is that what was your first thought? Was Muns even before he hit the ground here in Memphis? That kid is, he's an All American.
1: It was. Uh, yeah, I was sitting courtside there uh, down in uh, Santo Domingo back in August. Yes. And, you know, we were wondering, you know, I was talking to people before the game, yeah, he's probably not going to play, he'll be here, but he's probably not going to play and that sort of thing. And um, and then you look up and they've they've thrown him in. I've since talked to David, and and he kind of gave me the whole rundown of how that all happened. He didn't think he was going to play even when he got to the arena. He didn't think he was going to play. And then they put him in there. Yeah. And he just was a, was a dynamo. And it was hard not to not to feel, you know, like whoa. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the first half, we've seen Caleb Mills doing some good stuff. We've seen Javon Quinterly doing some good stuff. You know, obviously Jordan Brown's not here now, but he he was there then and was doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you look across the court and you see what David Jones is doing. It's like, man, uh, Penny might have something here. Uh, yeah. You know, like he he might really really have something here. And so far. Uh, that has, that has proven true now that he's, I mean, he's getting all American buzz. So, um, and he's, and he's earned it.
2: Yep. Hey, we've kept you long enough, Jason. Terrific stuff on the Tigers beat with the commercial appeal. We've got the game and the preview is up at commercial appeal.com and also at USA today for the Vanderbilt game. Uh, looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, it should be a fun, actually a f- pretty fun afternoon. And if Tiger fans want to get down there, um, you could be seeing a good one from the Tigers, right? I mean, it should be fun.
1: Yeah, either way, whatever whatever happens, I, I expect it to be interesting and fun and uh, yep. and, and perhaps an early Christmas present if uh, Naquan Tomlin gets on the floor. Ooh, nice. That would be awesome. That
2: would be your column. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yep. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time, brother. Thank
1: you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.